Hi, it's Mike Crawford. Welcome to this episode of The Young Jerks. We're opening with a clip from Lorna McMurray's mom, Laura Brunel. Everyone should listen to what she has to say about the situation. Also, what's important to look at and why we're featuring in this episode is the timeline of what the Cannabis Control Commission has and has not done. One thing that we want to highlight right from the start is that Lona McMurray passed away in January 2022, but it wasn't her first ambulance ride. That happened in November of 2021. Yes, she took two ambulance rides from her workplace. The Cannabis Control Commission has recently released some information saying that they started their investigation in the fall of 2021. We want to know when. And we think that that's important because Lorna was complaining about asthma even before her first ambulance ride. So was Lorna complaining in September, October, or, or shortly after November, after her first ambulance ride? These are things we want to know, and the Cannabis Control Commission is holding back. So let's look at the timeline tonight. You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. I just want to let everybody know out there, McCartney, McCartney, I know McCartney very well. And I thank God that these people are standing up and speaking out now because they have to. They have to speak out now because it's for them, their families, and anybody else that's in this industry. It's got to stop now. They need to step up and take responsibility for what's going on in this industry. And they need to stop it. Welcome. Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. Having some technical issues. Suddenly, we're not streaming on any of our Facebook. Yeah, something's up with StreamYard and our Facebook. We're down off of Facebook tonight. We're missing all of our Facebook listeners. I'm very sorry. But. Show must go on. We have so much to cover tonight. We opened it up with uh, our last show. Also had some technical issues on that interview as well. That was the mom of Lorna McMurray. This whole thing is uh, really difficult. It's a difficult, difficult thing with the family. Even my own life, and though it's... It's like really taken over. Um, We're going back to the timeline tonight. We're going to go through the timeline step by step. Because some things happened today or this week. Number of things. We removed from that from the studio. Let's let's add uh, one thing that happened today or last night, actually. See if we could do a, let's see if we can do some simple things on StreamYard. I pay all this money for StreamYard and it doesn't work half the time. Um, uh, maybe I should go back to uh, the Zoom. I mean, come on. But here it is. We're going to post up. Uh, here's something that happened today. It's funny how they're advertising CBD on there now. Boston Globe, Dan Adams wrote about it. Mass marijuana regulators started investigating a Hollywood facility over safety complaints. Then a worker collapsed and died in a dust filled room. Mr. Adams and uh, two other reporters, uh, one from Weed Week and uh, Shara locally from Commonwealth Magazine. All three of them reported that Trueleaf has been under investigation. A question that we've been asking, we've been asking. If you, if you notice, we've had actually a little bit of strategy on this and it kind of did pay off. I think today, this week. I don't think the media's caught on why yet. So we're going to explain that. We're going to go through the timeline piece by piece so the media can hopefully catch up on this. But what they reported, Dan Adams, reported that True Life wasn't, you know, because we were asking the question, the Cannabis Control Commission is now saying that True Leaf is under investigation. When did that investigation start? Why haven't they told us when it started? Well, the Cannabis Control Commission came out with some statements, and the statement said, 
that True Leaf hasn't been in, under investigation since January. They haven't been investigation uh, in September when we thought maybe that would have started when we reported on it. No, they've actually been investigation since the fall of 2021, which would be a date before Lorna collapsed the second time. That's the key word, the second time. I want to know why the Cannabis Control Commission hasn't given us a date at this point. We still don't have a date. Fall of 2021. Why would they pick fall of 2021 instead of just saying, hey, it happened on, you know, September 18th. Perhaps because it started in mid-November, maybe? That's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing the investigation of True Leaf happened in mid-November, which would be fall of 2021. And why do I say that? Well, it's all about the timeline. The timeline. And this is this is why I get so angry about this case, the situation, and a lot of other folks do, the patient community, that some people are just starting to notice us and notice what we've been talking about, the workers specifically in this case. But it's also been the patient community. It's really twofold. It's patients and the patient consumers who know about this. But even bigger, obviously, the ones who have been bringing all the news and information about this is the workers. And we've been speaking to the workers for over five years now. The first story that we put out was January 2008. It was with Dig Boston. The story was, is there moldy cannabis in Massachusetts? In that story, there was uh, whistleblower Ann Hassel, who had already filed an OSHA complaint sometime before that. Let's bring that up going to bring that story up as well tonight. Let's let's bring that up on the screen next. Uh, Ann Hassel, you know, she basically was the whistleblower that made a big difference in this situation by far. She had all the documentation. Bring up Ann on the Chrome tab. Here it is. This was Ann, the first story, Dig Boston. Now, what's me to log in? Man, I can't even put a screen share, Dig. Too many ads in front of me. I didn't think that went out too well. Oh, actually, I can click off of it. There we go. So Dig Boston, it was a moldy cannabis in Massachusetts, contaminated flower, maybe getting patients and employees sick. Anna Hassel had high hopes for a new career when she applied for a job serving medical cannabis patients in New England Treatment Access, a registered medical dispensary in Massachusetts. She was a licensed physical therapist. See that? Someone's serious, a licensed physical therapist. This wasn't a young person. This was someone who was a little older who had some life experience who knew to keep records of all the stuff that she was seeing that wasn't right at doing all treatment access. So she uh, basically started keeping tabs and she filed the first OSHA complaint. And she, in her OSHA complaint, she claimed she was regularly exposed to mold via the cannabis flower. And she wasn't the only one. There were many other employees that we spoke to. And the story didn't end there. Basically, at that point, no one in the media did anything. No one at the Cannabis Control Commission did anything. No one at the DPH did anything. No one cared. No one did anything except the employees that were hung out to dry, who, who were basically traumatized by telling their story to the world and having only us care about it. May 2020. Dispensary workers note unsafe conditions during pandemic and always featured in Dig Boston again. Also featured our Midnight Mass. Again, a new round of New England Treatment Access employees. These aren't the same employees. These are two years later. They're saying the same things. That there, there's mold in their in their cultivation site. That people are getting sick. That people are sticking paper towels up their noses. The media, the politicians, the Cannabis Control Commission, they did nothing. Now, this was all documented, too, on this show as well. Besides the print publications it was featured in, which it was actually a couple. I think Greenleaf Magazine also printed those up, too. Uh, might have even been some other publications, but this this was, this was got out there. You know, despite the media blackout, people saw it, and it was shared on Reddit, Boston Trees Reddit, with their 
many subscribers or whatever you call them, Reddit. I, I forget what you call them, but whatever you call those people on Reddit, it got out there. And uh, New England Treatment Access, even during that time, they they had different answers and then they changed their answers on Reddit. So a lot of information came out. And we did shows, live shows with those workers. It's on the record. You can hear the, the audio of them speaking, stay, saying their names, risking you know, future employment in the industry. Some of those workers were actually employed at New England Treatment Access at the time. Let me say that again. These employees were so concerned about these issues during a union campaign when they know it, that they could be fired. They came on our show and spoke the truth. And the Boston media basically ignored it. The Cannabis Control Commission definitely ignored it. OSHA ignored it. What happened in July 2020? We did another show with some more New England Treatment Access employees, and one of them they fired. And it was pretty, pretty much, as far as I'm concerned, an illegal firing. And this is a good guy, a working class guy, who was sticking up for his coworkers, and they fired him July 2020. Barely got a blip. I didn't see Dan Kennedy, Mr. Free Speech guy, covering that one. I didn't see anyone covering it. This is why I, I call out the Boston media. I mean, th these are real things that happen over and over and over again. And you guys are just having, you know, oh, Snoop Dogg, he signed a deal with this big, you know, Justin Bieber, he signed with this one. And that's the coverage. Now, later in 2020, soon after that, Netta tried to name us and drag us into their stupid counter uh, labor lawsuit with the state labor board. They basically, they, they put us in their lawsuit. They named our show and tried to drag us in. They lost on that. We never had to get involved in that, thank God. But that's how spiteful they were. And they actually did have a suit, you know, labor suit against them, and they lost. They were union busting. I think that might have got reported. Very passing, you know, quick story. Don't talk to many employees. Just, just you know. Quote, quote, quote the lawsuit and move on. That type of coverage. Certainly not a spotlight. So let's get to the, uh, what's happening lately. September 20, 21. We find out Holistic Industries has a mold outbreak. Employees leak documents. And these documents are from Holistic Industries, they're consultants that they brought in, the experts, the scientists, to clean up the place and do the testing. And the scientists show that the place was dangerous and full of mold and toxic and that it was, that it was dangerous to the employees. Fall, uh, uh, so, uh, so this is September 2021. This was right before they started their investigation of Trulief. Now, we're finding out more ocean complaints. There are so many we're finding out about. We're finding out about Jushi has one. We found out this week Ensa had one. We should have put those on the timeline, too, because this is overwhelming. There's so many locations. We don't even, we're, we're even scratching the surface. All the information I'm bringing to you, I'm one guy. I'm a dog walker. I, I walk dogs 40, 50 hours a week. I run a business. I work every day doing that business. This is supposed to be part-time for me. I'm doing it every night now. I'm taking phone calls from reporters and whistleblowers all across the country, victims. I'm not supposed to be doing this full-time. My wife isn't supposed to be bad at me because I never spend time with her because I'm doing this every night. We're scratching the surface. Fall 2021. Oh, wait, no, we're still in September 2021. Holy, Holy Oak Industries, Monson Bass, mold employees, they leaked the documents. The Monson D Department uh, of Health, they want to do something about it. Cannabis Control Commission basically comes in and shuts them down. The Cannabis Control Commission sends in an investigation team with who, you know, probably are collect, going to collect a state pension someday. And these investigators rule that it's so dangerous in the True Leave location 
that they can't go in there and investigate in person, that they have to do what they call is a virtual Zoom investigation. So they investigated the mold via camera, found no issues, closed the case, moved on. And let me tell you, there's still mold there. Supposedly, this place, Holistic Industries, has a plan. Supposedly, they're a little more upfront than what Netta did. They, 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 they at least acknowledged it right away, which I give them props for. But this is a problem. And just recently, I'm hearing from the employees just in the last week since all of this, you know, crap has gone down. I heard they finally chopped down their cultivation. They just basically cleaned house that they know they have a problem and that they're going to rectify it. And they basically closed down their cultivation this week. The company did that. Cannabis Control Commission did nothing. They haven't done anything to protect the workers. All this is going on. And then fall of 2021. Cannabis Control Commission says that they are investigating True Leaf off of worker complaints. November 9th, 2021. My sources indicate that Lorna collapsed and was taken out of True Leaf via ambulance. Was that when the True Leaf investigation started? And if so, shouldn't the Cannabis Control Commission taken that as a signal to do something? that could have saved Lorna's life. This woman was taken out of via ambulance twice out of True Leaf from work. After the first time, something should have been done. It's just too much. Like, I'm hearing reports from reporters, well, this is the way the Cannabis Control Commission uh, rolls. They roll very slowly, and it's going to be 2024 before they do anything. No, we're not waiting until 2024. No way. No way. No way. So November 9th, 2021 is the date I have. We're going to reconfirm now. We've got a FOIA out to make sure that there was an ambulance that took her out of there that day. But I, I know that she was taken out by ambulance in November before she collapsed in January. January 3rd, 2022, Lorna McMurray, 27 years old, collapses, second ambulance ride. She dies four days later with the poor mother sitting there for four friggin' days. On March 20th of 2022, there was a stabbing outside a bar in Boston. A bouncer killed a patron. Four days later, on March 24th, the Boston Liquor Commission suspended their entertainment license. Four days. Four days it took them. There was a death. Four days later, they acted. On April 7th, they gave that license an indefinite suspension. They took their liquor license away indefinitely on April 7th. So what was that? 17 days, they they were suspended. March to April, done deal. Cannabis Control Commission started to commit their investigation in September, months before, and it's still open. June 20th, 2022, OSHA finds truly $35,219 about not communicating the risk to their employees. That should have been the moment that the Cannabis Control Commission shut down True Leaf. At least suspended them until they got their shit together. But they did nothing. They still do nothing. September 20th, September 25th, we break the news. Shortly after Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commissioners finally find out about it. We still don't know the date of the investigation. I want to know if it was after the 11-9 ambulance ride. October 2022, today, 
union busting True Leaf. That's what I'm hearing. I remember there's going to be a big story tomorrow about True Leaf union busting. You can expect a lot more on this. So again, if you're a reporter out there, we need to know when this investigation started. And we need to uh, have the Cannabis Control Commission explain to us how this woman was allowed to be able to be taken out of by ambulance twice and they did nothing and they continue to do nothing. This industry is going to fail if our regulators do nothing. This industry is going to be, there's going to be more bans because this is, this is not just like a one-off thing you can shut down. This is, this is systemic. I can't even say the word right now. This is system wide. <clears throat> I'm going to try to add someone from the stream right now. we got a couple comments coming in. Most of our people are missing the show because we all promoted on Facebook and we're not on Facebook tonight. I'm sorry. Oh, Trent, I'm going to put up a comment. Trent Hancock wrote, I would be asking what pesticides are being used in flour. None of us can say what caused her death without knowing what contamination was involved. So true. Blame and dust from cannabis does not make sense because no one has ever died working in cannabis grow from dust. I'm not sure about that. I mean, it could definitely, I feel, I mean, you're more of a scientist, but I feel like it could be dust. You could probably uh, drown or on anything. Let's try to bring up the caller. I think we have a friend here of Lorna who wants to speak to us tonight. I'm kind of losing my shit, honestly. I don't blame you. Alicia, Can you, you hear doing? me okay? Yeah, I can, can hear you, you really well. How, how am I doing? <laughs> You're perfectly clear. I'm on my phone because we had trouble earlier, so I, I fixed it. <laughs> Good. I'm I'm mad too at the Facebook. Like they have to f with everything. This company is a piece of crap. Oh, like, I agree with you on that one. Hundred <laughs> percent. They changed everything, and now it doesn't work. It's like, come on. It's only if they get money out of it, or if they don't get in trouble from it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because they let us in their program and this is what they do back to us. I think it's because we got in their program and now it doesn't work. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> Morons. Right. Pretty much. You're focusing I mean, on stuff that doesn't work for you, Meta. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah. what is Meta program? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's not even talk. Let's talk about what we need to talk about. <laughs> F Meta. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I'm actually so Lorna's cousin. Uh, we grew up together like sisters. We we uh, we were very close up until we were about twelve years old, and it's been about fifteen years since I've seen her. So, um, it about a week before she passed away, uh, we were actually planning on her coming down for a week to see me and my grandmother, which was her auntie, and it was going to be for her tw her twenty eighth birthday, which would be the next month. But unfortunately, this tragedy took place, and. Uh, <laughs> it's I know it's been really hard on my aunt Laura the most I can I can hear it and um, it's been hard on this entire family really so I wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing this I I know an angry wife is a lot to deal with too so um, I know that you're doing good for this family it it takes a lot out of all of us to to think about this uh, but it thank you you. I, I, I gotta say too i gotta just say because i'm probably I, I my wife is not angry <laughs> she just she's just missing me i think she's missing you know i know not but everything it, to be about one thing all the time it's hard it's hard you know this is uh humans aren't meant to be just one thing we're a multifaceted of all many many things so <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I need her. You know, I need the, the support. I, I, Laura, I really, I know this is so hard on her. It's oh, hard yeah, to I don't think I want these regulators to hear a voice. We played it tonight. I'm so frustrated because we, the other night on the live, we, the volume got screwed up. We'd lost our voice. We got it recorded, put it on the podcast, which is good. We got the podcast out, but now we're trying to put it on live again. And half of our audience doesn't hear because of the Facebook crap. It's like something. Is is like out to get me on the last two shows. Something Before or maybe someone. <laughs> maybe Laura and I can have a laugh about that. I, I bet you could. Um, I know one thing though. It's like we were talking about the safety of the uh, 
the employees. And I know Lorna loved her job because I, I talked to her uh, for about three, three months straight before she passed away. And uh, she, she loved her job. She absolutely was just high fly about it. She's like, I'm in the industry. I got in and she was doing really well for herself. She got her car. She got, you know, <laughs> she wanted to send me back there for a visit even. And I was like, no, no, you save your money up and come and see us because we haven't seen you in 15 years. But she did make a last post on her um, on her Facebook about like her boss yelling at her for being too slow the day before. And that was the last post on her Facebook was uh, she wished that people like employers were more more about their employees because that's what makes the business is the employees like you you can't run a business without having workers and if you don't have a safe condition what makes you think that people want to work for you (laughs) eventually it'll just get shut down i mean another thing too you said that there was no date on the investigation and when it started so my common sense tells me if they don't have a date then did the investigation actually ever really start like what their, like, their newest first they didn't first they yeah i want to uh just make sure we're very precise on this because first they they never told us a date at all they just said they were under, under investigation and then i started saying well when when did that investigation start to everybody and i said it on the show and to all the reporters and then the one the spokesperson for the cannabis control commission said fall of 2021 which is so <laughs> strange like what what fall of 2020 that's vague <laughs> yeah they were very why why and i can't believe like no reporters like kind of flag that like i that's think that they I need to think. know the, the details like there did you ever hear that there was a set uh, you know first ambulance ride in november i actually just heard about that i didn't know she collapsed prior at work and that that to me is a big red flag because if an employee is is going down at work that should be investigated immediately there's there's got to be some sort of condition as to why that happened and they did nothing about it this could have been prevented this entire thing could have been prevented and my cousin could still be here today if they would have had proper safety regulations instead of her having to go to her stepdad and asking for like respiratory respirators and stuff for work because that's that shows that they don't have the equipment available for their employees to be working yep. like all this money coming into the state that they need to give the cannabis control commission like and i i think actually not even give it to the cannabis control commission i think they should start a new cannabis regulatory uh agency that just inspects these places that's the only job they don't even work for the ccc they have their own budget and they go in and they make sure the workers are safe I agree they're making so much they, money they off do of this. that for everybody. they have a responsibility oh i know and that's all it is the state the state is making yeah. the mo- they're making a shitload of money off of this cannabis tax and you know like that's where it comes down to it is money is if it, they probably think that my cousin is a replaceable person because she was just in the industry as uh what did what did um miss ford say before uh when you're coming in and you're just flying around you're not actually a permanent like stature in the place I forget what the the terminology is, <laughs> but um, yeah, she wasn't a permanent part. So to them, they probably thought she was replaceable. And that to me is just not okay. Like, it doesn't matter if a person's temporary worker or not. It, you, they're still a worker. They're still invested in your company. They still put time and, and, and sweat and tears into your company and they should be taken seriously. Absolutely. Otherwise... But I, I just I mean, don't understand especially how in this environment, these work environments oh. are not safe. There are so many issues how do you, in them. So my question to you is how do you conclude a virtual zoom meeting as an investigation? Like how do you, how, that is not the same as being up close and in, in, in the actual facility itself and seeing with your own two eyes, that doesn't give you the actual like ability to investigate something that's just, what are you uh, afraid of being exposed to the same thing my cousin was exposed to? So that's why you're doing it from like a safe virtual place and saying, oh, yeah, that's OK. We'll just pass it because, you know, we didn't see anything because we're not actually there. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't get that either. That shouldn't be even a thing that should just be that doesn't count. That's not being there in person and actually being in, in the area that of operation where you have to see for yourself and be in that environment in order to understand what a person goes through. 
Yeah, I think it smells like a cover-up. I mean, that's I think all exactly of this stuff, what it smells like. You know, it's a lot of tax revenue. It's people that, uh, you know, like the executive director, Sean Collins, you know, what's he going to do after he leaves? He's been there for five years. He's very proud of his accomplishments with the Cannabis Control Commission. They don't want a scandal. I'm pretty sure that he would love to go work at True Leaf or one of these other companies after he finishes his time with the Cannabis Control Commission. Or maybe he wants to go work at Crawford and Smith or whatever it is, the law firms that represent all the dispensaries. I mean, this is what's going on, right? It's a revolving door. Yeah, pretty much. It's just putting it. It's like with the school or the the. And part of my French, I like this. I like to compare it to like a the Catholic system where they put priests in other areas where they're not supposed to be instead of like taking them out of the system. It's similar. It's a rotation. It's where they like, oh, it didn't work here. Let's just put them somewhere else that's close by. You know, that way they still keep their job and they still get money, but they don't get in trouble. Holy shit, are we back? I think we're on Facebook right now. I think Facebook just, it's funny, because I'm not watching the numbers rise. <laughs> is that weird? What is going on with the Facebook? Maybe I started too early. I only started a couple minutes early. Something's up with Facebook, because now we're on every Facebook. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm sorry you missed uh, most of the great episode. You'll hear it on playback. Something's wonky on the Facebook, but uh, thank you for listening. We have a... Uh, what, what do you call you say you you were um, a cousin but what? we grew up with sisters we called each other sister cousin, sister cousin. okay <laughs> we're like what's okay. up sister cousin <laughs> we have a sister cousin of Lorna McMurray the uh true leaf worker who passed away and we we're just talking about uh a relationship with Lorna um I mean I hate to talk about this but I think people need to know I mean I think you can hear it in her voice when we play the audio from the from the mom Laura but this has really destroyed her, hasn't it? It has. It's been, it's been so difficult for my auntie. Like, it's never, it never gets any better when you lose a child. It never gets any better when you lose somebody that you're that close to. Because my, my auntie Laura and my, my, my sister cousin, they were very close. That was her baby. That was her everything. Ever since Lorna was born, that was her. That was her life. And. You know, like <laughs> I remember making mud pies in the backyard with with my cousin and seeing my auntie Laura and, and my grandma there in the backyard. We had a lot of fun growing up. We used to go. We had a couple of trips going back to Massachusetts from California because that's where I live is California. Um, we we took the train back there. And that was that was one of the greatest memories that my grandmother and I have is with my cousin on the train. And we would be playing on the, the Nintendo Game Boys, playing Pokemon and trading Pokemon and stuff and just having a blast. It it was fun. The seeing sidecar going through like New Mexico and stuff, seeing thunderstorms in the sidecar. You know, those are memories that I can't ever get back again because this this whole thing could have been prevented. And because of that, I I'm never going to have memories like that again. And that's what I cherish. That's what my grandmother cherishes. And I'm thankful for those memories. But it, there still should be more. There should have been more. I, I I was looking forward to seeing her for her birthday for the whole week for her coming down to California to see us. And now that's never going to happen. Oh, man. I just I just wish people... I, I know that my, sis, my sister would be more than ecstatic to know that she's in high time magazine right now <laughs> she twice, she's twice. probably fist pumping yep. right now going oh my god i made it like i could just picture her right now she was such an enthusiastic person and she had the biggest heart like <laughs> friends were family family is family and you know we had a lot of the same taste in music all different kinds of stuff like she she was my sister growing up Oh, I love that. I love I love the high times thing because I uh, I was the same <laughs> way, and I remember like the moment the first time I was in high times, and it actually scared the shit out of me because I had a real job and I was like, "Where is going to get fired?" <laughs> so that's how I, I I actually came up with the name Mike Can for a, a, quite a while. People uh, people still call me Mike Can because I I was afraid because I was gonna be you know I. I didn't expect to be in high times when they put me in. It was just like one of those. They took a pack picture of me and threw it in there. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, I'm excited, but I'm also scared. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm happy for Lorna that we did get her in hard times twice now, two stories in her. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, this is really difficult. You know, this should not have happened. It's just like, no, it didn't have, I it wish didn't I had known her, you know, it's like, just, it's awful. The only way that anybody could know her now is through the people that loved her. And you know, that <laughs> she was, she was a spitfire. Like she, if she, if you got on her bad side, she'd let you know it was, it was pretty commendable. Like <laughs> she has the vocabulary of a very well-educated sailor at times. <laughs> she don't fuck around. No, she didn't take anybody. Sh- part of my friend's shit, but <laughs> you know it's so funny because I I've been giving like telling guests for years not to swear on the show generally, and I'm I just dropping them left and right on that. I'm like, <laughs> all the rules are out the window. Lorna's changed us all. You know, um, she you would know, be proud. Thing, I know yeah, that she would be proud. <laughs> yeah, another thing. Uh, we're all swearing like her. You know, <laughs> I want to keep her name alive no matter what. Like. Um, you know, I, I don't want to even focus on that at this point, but with that that's like the long-term goal. Like we got to keep her name alive, but keep it out we, there. I mean, before we I'm do that, we got to win this. We got to win in like big ways. Like number one, we got to reform this industry. We, Amen. I want to see true leave shut down. I want to see I do stop too. shopping I do there. Too. Yeah. And there's, like, there, a company should not exist if they're letting their employments uh, like employees collapse at work and then let them back in and then have them end up, you know, going out on a gurney to never be seen again. Like that is not OK. Like you need proper safety regulations. You need to. It, it, and like McCarthy said before, with the CPR regulations, that should be a thing. No, no whole barred. Like that should be a mandatory thing for the industry because nobody did anything like my cousin was waiting for an ambulance and nobody did anything. And then the safety, pro- the safety dude that's on, on, he gets a promotion. Like, how do you get a promotion a month after somebody passes away? Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, it, it's infuriating. My cousin should still be here and you guys didn't do your jobs. Now my, like, my aunt's the one that's going through the worst part of it. Like, she should still be here. My cousin should still be here. We sh- sh- she should have been on a train already and came down here and visited my grandmother and I. I was so proud of her. She was doing so well. She finally got to where she wanted to be, and then this this entire like thing just happens and takes her out. And it's it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary to happen. Definitely was not. <sighs> Laura Laura said on the show last week she started blaming herself and I, I didn't even say anything I was just like speechless when she was speaking the other night I was tired too because we had just done a long show and it's not Laura's fault it's so no, it's horrible not. that she blames herself it's like Laura it's not your fault you didn't know you didn't you it's not your fault it's Shirley's she, fault she just, get a control commission that- she feels that she failed in protecting her baby. She didn't fail her baby. She, I know no. she didn't. Yeah. And Andrew, Laura, if you're listening to this, I love you. You didn't fail Lorna. Lorna would be more than hell of a proud of you right now. Like, cause you're, you're doing something about it. You're doing something about it. Auntie. It's, it's something needs to change. And this is the change that needed to happen. And it's unfortunate but you know my cousin's going to live on from this like i'm there's no way in hell i'm not gonna do something about this like i'll help however i can if it means a voice at a time or it means a tear at a time but lorna's death is not going to be in vain and i'm i'll be damn sure to not let anything cover it up i'm where we're all with you we're all with you 100. Anne Hassel just wrote: There should be a law that cannabis control commissioners have to wait at least five years until going to work in the cannabis industry. I agree with that, but I think it should be even taken further. I think that we should take it for the executives at the cannabis control commission because Sean Collins, I feel like he's probably one of the most powerful people at that commission. He's not a commissioner, and the reason I say that is because he's been there for five years. He's exactly. been the director basically for five years, running that place, right? He's been that that guy where these commissioners are go, coming and going every year. Like, there's, I, I don't know, like, 
these commissioners are all brand new now, basically. They're all new. So it's like, I feel like it's, it should, you know, we, we need to take a serious look at this cannabis industry uh, on a regulatory level. How do we fix this? And that includes bringing politicians in. People need to start talking to their local electeds. I, I saw my state, my state rep elect. We were both walking dogs the other day. We were talking about this for about a good 20 minutes. And we've even talked on, you know, Facebook since then. And, you know, I'm talking to other folks and you got to reach out. If you know politicians, if you know your state rep, even if you don't, email them, call them, tell them you're concerned about cannabis. Tell them you're pro-cannabis, like I am. That's what I tell them. I'm one of the people who passed the law, but I want to make sure it's done right for workers. Workers are being damaged. And if workers are damaged, this is going to ruin our industry. So we need to stop it. And it needs to stop. And this is even the, the, the other folks in the industry, you know, there's a lot of people who are silent. They're afraid to rock the boat. I'm talking about the business owners. You need to speak oh, yeah. up too, because your livelihood is on the line. Like you don't know how quickly this can turn. You know, this is, this could turn into be like an epidemic. It see, it sure seems like it from all the, the stuff I get, you wouldn't believe the stuff that I get. And the phone calls, I imagine. you can't imagine. I can't no, keep I track can't. of it. And and you're just one guy. You're not. Even. Yeah. And what happens if the Boston Globe does decide to focus on this and do a spotlight? What if Dan Adams yeah. wakes up tomorrow, which I hope he does, and says, I'm going to go talk to 30 employees and document everything they say and look into it? Because I guarantee you, if he does, he's going to find a lot of shit. And that's what all these reporters should be doing. You know, don't just stop at this issue at True Leaf. And I think that you should be trying to reach out to True Leaf employees. Yeah, big time. But there are plenty of other big dispensaries in wherever you are in your backyard that have similar problems in their cultivation. And exactly. it's the big boys. It's the ones that have huge debt. They're publicly traded. They're the ones that don't give a shit about their workers. Safety goes last. Product goes first, safety goes last. I mean, it's always it's it comes down to greed over everything. And has another comment. She said it's so wrong that Lorna had to die because greedy True Leaf didn't value her life. Boycott blood cannabis. Well said. And there are folks. I know that there have been some uh, union folks out there, and they're spreading the word outside those dispensaries. And I heard that people are walking out, like you know, people who are who are thinking about going in are, are, are decided not to go in because they're getting educated about what's going on uh, even outside of those places and through the show and through the media. So I, I think people need to stop going to these places. If, you, if they're treating their workers poorly and let me tell you, we're, we're making a list. We're working on a list. We got, we got a lot of, a lot of names, a lot of documentation right now, but if you want to add to that, call us MJC Boston at yahoo.com. Or you can, you know, leave a voicemail, 978-560-3155, mjcboston1 at yahoo.com. You can also reach us on Twitter, at the Young Jerks, J-U-R-K-S. Uh, a lot of ways you can reach us at Facebook as well, at the Young Jerks. I uh, Also on, uh, you know, Facebook under Mike Crawford. We also have a uh, YouTube. So many ways you can reach us. Follow us on all those things. And also make sure you have uh, subscribing on our iTunes. My name is Mike Crawford. We have a guest here who was you were the god sister. Is that what we're? we're oh, I'm you? the I'm, I'm the cousin, sister cousin, sister cousin. <laughs> Keep screwing this up. It's all good. <laughs> I have to write it down because I'm we, I'm losing. We it made today. a joke before. We're like that sounds pretty hillbillyish, but we're going with it. <laughs> the sister cousin. I like. Yep. It, it <laughs> explains you. it. We grew up as sisters, but we're cousins by blood. <laughs> And we're talking, uh, and it's Alicia. I'm saying it right, right? You got it right the first time. Thank you. Alicia, <laughs> thank you. calls me Alicia, and it's, it's a bad, <laughs> it, it's irritating, but you got it right. Thank you. Surprising. <laughs> I usually that screw it up. You, mo most people do, but you're not most people. <laughs> oh, thank you. You you aren't either. You're, you've done really good on this show. I want to thank you so much for calling in and telling us about Warner. Um you know, your, what would your final words for the audience be tonight about this situation or even something you want to tell us about, you know, more about Lorna? If it, if anything that I could say would be to cherish the people that you love the most because you never know when you're going to see them again. 
because it's been 15, 15 years now since I've seen my cousin and we were going to see one another again. And now I'll never get to. Um, another thing, too, is just spread awareness. Make sure that people are aware of what needs to be done in the workplace and not, you know, go into an industry where they don't protect you, where they don't where they don't care about you, where you're just another replaceable pawn. Like it's, it's not okay. You want an industry that cares about you. And if any, if anything, always make sure that you're okay. (laughs) And, you know, I talked to her the night before this happened and it's, it's hard to think that they'll message you back at any moment. It's hard to sit there and, and think that they're they're just they're not really gone especially when you're so far away because i'm all the way in california and she's all the way in massachusetts so it feels like any moment now she'll just message me back like nothing and that's the hardest part is going on without having those answers without hearing from them again so just cherish the ones that you love the most because you know tomorrow's never promised Thank you so much. And what would you tell the Cannabis Control Commission right now who hasn't done anything? Take responsibility. Take responsibility for everything that you're doing wrong. And, and, you know, be, be human. Just be a good, be good people. Don't let this happen to anybody else because, you know, I hate to hear my Aunt Laura cry and blame herself over this kind of stuff. If, if money is, is more important than a human life to you, you got your priorities backwards. You guys got to take responsibility for this. And you guys can't keep covering this shit up because the truth always comes out in the wash. Now, the Cannabis Control Commission's excuse has been, I just want to you know make sure we present their side of things. Oh, they, <laughs> they're saying that they have a policy not to inform the commissioners before they've finished an investigation and that is they're that waiting zoom inquired or <laughs> I know, right? and they're waiting um, for the uh, Massachusetts Department of Health, who doesn't really have the best record on this shit either. And OSHA to finish their, their investigations, which seems kind of weird because OSHA already fine truly for this. Yes. OSHA, I feel like, has already completed their investigation, so that seems kind of false and not OSHA true. OSHA was the one that actually stood up and, you know, approached my aunt and said, you know, we'd like to investigate this. Like, they were the ones that put their foot in the door about this. So I, I do thank them. I mean, you know, they, they did something that the other <laughs> other places didn't, which they should have immediately. But, you know, it's just, I just... I can't believe this is all happening right now. I can't. <laughs> it's it's the weed industry. I mean, you're supposed to be like cool, man. Like <laughs> no joke intended, but I mean, if alcohol if the <laughs> the alcohol industry took like less than like 17 days to do something after a suspension over somebody getting killed, like bouncer via pedestrian or whatever, like why is it taking more than 10 months for the weed industry? It, I mean, maybe I get that, you know, cannabis is supposed to calm you down, but that's a little, that's a little out of jurisdiction right now. You guys yeah, need it's, to, be- it's, it's, it's pissing me off. Cause it's like, they treat, they're treating worker safety and consumer safety. Like it's uh, a guy screwing up his application to get a weed license or uh, a company that stole some weed or something. You know what I mean? Like exactly. they're, it's like a they're acting like the these little weed. white collar crime things are the same as a death as toxic workplaces as toxic they just products. It off. Like, it's not the same thing yeah it's 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 like they're just shrugging it off like eh, it's no big deal like it's a big deal it is really a big deal it might <laughs> it's gonna come to it's gonna come around and bite them in the ass that's all i have to say if they don't take responsibility and step up for what they have done wrong like you know i get that things happen in trial and error but this is an error that could have been prevented a long time ago from the first time that she collapsed like it's unnecessary and nobody else should have to go through what we're going through like i pray to god nobody else collapses at work i pray to god that nobody has to go through what my cousin did because it's just not right it's not it's a human life that you're playing with there's lives in this industry we're not cattle 
Like, you can't just, like, send us off to slaughter. That's not how this works. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know this is difficult to speak about. And um, I, I thank you so much for telling thank us you about for Warner. I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you, Mike. Did I say it right this time? Sometimes I yes, screw you it up. Did. So you said it right every time. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You have Alicia. a good night. You have a good night. Bye. Bye now. That was the sister cousin of Lorna. My name is Mike Crawford. This is the Young Jerks. We're going to have a lot more on this. Things are happening. Things are happening. A lot of shit's happening. Stuff I can't talk about right now, but I think maybe tomorrow or the next day, sometime this week, there's going to be some big news happening. And I would expect people to get ready because we're not going to be sitting still on this, if you know what I mean. The fight continues for Lorna. We're getting justice for and for workers in the cannabis space. Not one more worker death. Not, not one more. A gentleman just posted a comment. I was discriminated by my former company with racial comments. So my newborn son in Massachusetts, you hit us up, hit us up. We want to hear all your uh, worker complaints. Hit us up. We want to hear about them. We got uh, email, phone number, voicemail. You can call in right now if you want. You can also leave a voicemail at that number. We got it up on the screen for you. My name is Mike Crawford. You can always call in uh, 978-560-3155 is our studio line. You can also leave voicemails there too. We're going to stay on this until the end and expect a lot more. Mike Crawford, we will see you soon. Not sure when. If you missed the beginning of this episode, please replay it. There was a a Facebook issue. We didn't go live right away. I don't know if they, you know, replayed it for you. If you got to see the beginning of the show, I think it's very informative. People need to see it. If you can, please share it. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. We've got a lot of followers now on the podcast. That's really helping. If you don't, please subscribe to us on iTunes. The Young Jerks. Give us a review up there if you can. Mike Crawford, we'll see you soon.